0: Welcome back. Um, this is the first official episode of Creative Mastery with me, Samoa. <laughs> um, and today I'm going to be introducing you to the creative consciousness archetypes. As I mentioned in the, last, in the previous episode, um, part of reducing the resistance that your human mind has to your creative mind comes from actually understanding your creative mind and how it works and all the different aspects of it. And the whole point of this is for you to leverage different aspects of of your creative mind. And so what I've done is I've actually created a map um, as a guide for you to do this with intention. Because what I've realized is like, you know, this is something that we as humans already do. We um, um, adopt the expressions of these archetypes that I'm going to introduce you to, but we do this unconsciously. But when we actually choose to do this consciously, what we're actually doing is leveraging the strengths of these archetypes and even their weaknesses so that we can create exactly what it is that we want every single moment. This is what the Creatrix um, map is, is the creative consciousness map. And this is why I created it in the first place, to give you um, something that you can do with intention so that you can grow with intention and create what it is that you want. So I just wanna give you guys a little bit of background on the creative consciousness archetypes. Um, There are four of them. The first thing you need to know is that none of them are good or bad. They're simply identities um, that have different perspectives, they have different strengths, they have different weaknesses. And these are identities that we each um, adopt in varying levels at different stages of our lives um, when we are in different spaces. And this is like, our adoption of them is normally based off of personality, Type Your personality type, your childhood, your trauma, etc, 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 and what we often do is we operate from just one or two of them, but what I've noticed people do is like they'll also switch between each archetype as it suits them, as, it's, as it serves them, as I mentioned earlier, and what you really want to do is just do it with intention instead of doing it unconsciously, um, and the, the truth is we do have access to all of them, but what we normally do as humans is we, is we choose to express from just one of them um, because it's usually the archetype that we're most comfortable expressing from. And as I mentioned earlier, these archetypes are representations of identity, so they're not who you are. And the way that I see it, the way that, I've, um, that I explain it is that, you know, these are all different identities and whenever you feel like this is who you are, like you're like, this is who I am, like this is the expression of who I am, it's not. <laughs> you are a creator. You are the creatrix. You are in the center of it all. These are just identities that you have access to that you can express from. Um and the way to grow in your expression of your work, of your creativity, of everything is to detach yourself from these identities and realize that you're not them and when you start attaching yourself because this is it, it's a practice you start attaching yourself to it you end up detaching and then you attach again to another one and you detach and that's what you really want to do that's that's the entire process um because what we what we really want to do is to stop seeing ourselves as who we think we are and actually become who we really are and that is everything we are all the things and none of the things that's thats the point um of life it's to have that freedom of expression of expressing whatever it is we desire not what we think we should be or who we think we should be but actually um who we actually are this is the road to the purest expression of your work. This is why, like, as a creative, whenever you're trying to create something, there's always, it always feels like there's something that's missing. Even, like, if it's, like, you have this amazing idea or this amazing thing, you always feel like there's, like, there's something that's, like, not fully there. Maybe you have so many ideas and none of them seem to come together and they're not, it's not cohesive and it's not clear. So you feel like you have to choose one over another and da-da-da-da-da. Like, all of those are symptoms of you not actually being in your, like, being the cre- in your creatrix and actually identifying and attaching your own identity to these other archetypes, and so what you'll find while you um, during this practice is that as you start transforming, you are all of these archetypes and none of them at the same time. That's the paradox, and it's funny because. Each of these archetypes have very different um, perspectives and some of these perspectives even oppose each other, yet you'll see yourself in every single one of them at varying degrees. Some of you guys will will relate very, very much with a certain archetype and like the other archetype, you're kind of like, eh, you know, can't relate that much. But I promise you, like there are times where you will exhibit traits from a certain archetype that you may not even fully relate to. And it just means that you don't really have as close of a relationship with that certain archetype. So what I'm going to do now is introduce to each one of them and um tell you a little bit about about their, their characteristics and if you relate to them you relate to them um if you do relate to them i'd love to hear from you so you can either put them in the comments below if you're watching on youtube or um on the website or you can um go ahead and email me or Talk to me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Samoa Blanchett. I love hearing from you guys, so I'd love to hear which archetype you identify with the most. And, you know, whatever insights and discoveries you've had since listening to all of this. So, the first person we're, um, we're going to talk... The first person... <laughs> So the first archetype we're going to um, talk about is the child archetype. The child's realm is dreams and ideas. It's and desire. It's in charge of coming up with ideas, um, discovering what it is that you want and communicating that to you. Um, This archetype is really important because your desires are what inspires you to grow. If as humans, we didn't have desires, we would literally just survive. That's literally we would just like live out our lives and survive. So we as human beings are driven by our desire. It's It's our desire that allows us to grow. It's our desire that inspires us to do uncomfortable things and try new things and create new things. It's our desires that bring us transformation. And so without the child, you literally would not grow. It's it's true for all of the archetypes but you really really require the child archetype to do that and without the child you also wouldn't get to create all the unique things you wouldn't have all the unique ideas that you have you wouldn't really know what you want to express or what it is that you want to create which is why it's so important to have a really close relationship to your child archetype um this is this archetype is also the playful one it's here to play like that that that's really what it's here to do so people with a really good connection with their child archetype they really enjoy life they have this joie de vivre um they see they see the world um in such a colorful way and they see the beauty in all of it and they want to experience all of it they really just want to you know, they want to grab life by the balls, but not necessarily in an adventurous way that's more of another archetype. It's more of a a playful way, just like, wow, this is so interesting. There's a lot of curiosity and wonder. That's how most of these people usually approach life. Um, it's really good. The child is also really good at getting attention, whether that's positive or negative attention. It's really, really good at it. Um, and is it's often surrounded by people and knows Everybody like they and when I say they know everybody like they know everybody they they have a connection with everybody It's it's second nature. They they're very interested in people um, And which is why people love being around them because as humans again, we love being around people who are interested in us um, So if if someone, you know, if you or somebody, you know, is really playful They are really curious. They always um, have really cool ideas and projects they are talking about about things they want to do Um, they, you know, they have really big dreams. They know a lot of people. They're always surrounded by people or maybe they have like, it's really easy for them to like build platforms and like build an audience and things like that. They're most likely in their child or they have a very, very good (laughs) relationship to their child enough so that they can leverage all of the child's strengths. Um, so that's really awesome. Now, of course the child has its own limits and its weaknesses. And for one, it's basically all the childlike versions of you so i it's not just like you know like your five-year-old or your six-year-old it's also your the uh, the 12-year-old version of you it can be the 15-year-old version of you um it could be multiple so for me i have like my five-year-old but i also have like my 12-year-old and they have very different personalities um and different aspects of themselves um so but the the thing about that is whatever trauma or triggers It usually, um, the personification of your child is usually based off of the traumas or triggers that you had growing up. So you have like the playful child who's like very innocent or whatever, but then you you may also have like the teenage or preteen version of you that's been traumatized or even, you know, the child version of you, maybe the five-year-old version of you who has also been traumatized, it is the personification of that. All of those parts of yourself—we're going to talk about this in one of our the episodes about time. All of those parts of yourself are all exist now. All the past versions of yourself are existing now. They—they're never going to go away. So wherever they're at, whatever their perspectives are at, like they're still there, and you still have a connection to them. And so that is also an expression personification of your child. And the reason you need to know this is because when the child is triggered, um, those. Parts can be triggered too, and those may inspire your decisions and your actions, which ends up Sabotaging what it is that you want to create. The other thing is I mentioned earlier that the child is really good at creating Attention for itself and I said it's both positive and negative And what ends up happening is sometimes you'll create negative attention from yourself Especially when you're in that triggered traumatized space that you're identifying with The child is really the root of all your doubt your shame and your fear which is terrible for creativity. Like think about it, when you're feeling doubtful about what you're creating or ashamed about yourself or you're feeling fearful, it's really hard for your ideas to really progress and expand and just Go, you know, like a lot of times when I'm working with people, I can see exactly what it is uh, and uh, what it is that's, you know, that's creating um, resistance for what they want to create and express. And a lot of times it boils down to a very specific doubt, shame or fear. And so what we what ends up happening is like that because this is the root of it. Yes, other archetypes do express doubt, shame and fear. Like each archetype has their own vice. Um, but this one is the child is the most vulnerable to those elements because again think about it It's a child like it doesn't really know how to under how to like manage those emotions or manage those things and this is why when you're feeling and as I said before this is why when you're feeling particularly afraid or Ashamed or doubtful. It's really really hard for you to be in that creative flow and so because of because of how sensitive it is to those three, I call them the I call them your gremlin. I call it your gremlin. It's your three little vices, creative vices. Your child is gonna be prone to self sabotage and throwing tantrums to either get your attention or other people's attention. Um, the other weakness that the child has, um, which is. Pretty much a big one is that it can't actually creating it create anything that's on his job So some people may see that as a weakness. It is technically but it's it's like not a bad thing As I said, none of these are bad good or bad. It's just it just is you know each thing has its strengths and its weaknesses and so the child doesn't like while it can come up with all of these ideas and everything it doesn't actually know how to like bring them to life or fruition that's not actually its job that's why anyone who is um mostly identifying with their child they may have all of these amazing ideas of things they want to do they may talk a big game but they never actually complete anything or finish anything because they're mostly identifying with their child. So that's the child archetype. If you feel like you identify with anything that I said and you're like, oh my god, that's me. This is literally that is literally me. Um, let me know in the comments or let me know on Instagram or Twitter. Next up is the parent archetype. The parent's realm is structure and order. It's in charge of making chronological plans, um, creating structures to support the flow of your desires, and organizing things so that you have the space and the clarity that you need to create. The parent's job is also to keep you safe. Like that is, like it and the human mind can work really, really well together because that's really what the parent is here to do. It's here to keep you safe. It's very logical. Um, it's very serious. You know, I call it the serious one. It takes care of all the serious stuff. Um, and it's role really is, is like to take care of all the serious, serious stuff so that you can enjoy life and create things. That are not. Because when everything is taken care of, you can fully let go and like, who relax you know and just like go with the flow of things in order for things to have flow there needs to be structure or else you you have to think about creativity like water you know water can be a very powerful force you can have a puddle of water just sitting there again no structure whatever it's just kind of sitting there not doing anything or you can have water that's flowing through pipes And like that's it actually has a flow or water on a riverbed it actually has a structure so the water can actually flow so water is a lot more powerful and can do a lot more damage or a lot more good um, when it actually has a structure to flow through and that is what the parent's um role is um without a connection to the parent everything is chaos you're either not doing anything like literally nothing is happening or everything is just super chaotic because you may be like that hyper creative type and so everything is just like all over the place and nothing makes sense and everything is and you forget a lot of things and you know like everything's just all over the place so your life is all over the place money like people relationships life your career your job everything's basically just a mess there's no order (laughs) there's no organization um And things feel really temporary in your life, either in your career, in your relationships, in your personal life, in your creations. Everything feels really temporary and nothing ever seems to stick or last because or nothing ever feels like, you know, like stable because there's nothing, there's no structure to actually stabilize it. Um, And so if you or someone you know is always making plans You know, always focusing on their future, how they're going to get there. Also looking at the past and like learning from past experiences or trying to learn from past experiences or even hyper analyzing the past, things like that. Um, People who are extremely logical, they seem to have their shit together. Um, They're like doing all those things. They're usually operating from the parent. Um, And of course, like all the other archetypes, the parent has its own limits so for one, everything takes a lot longer to create for someone and their parent because they they they're thinking so much like it's really because there's so much in their heads um, that they're like, while they can create structures and things and create plans, there's not actually a lot of action happening with the parent at times. So because they either get stuck in their head um, or they they just like. Keep creating plans and keep creating plans. They keep planning to do things instead of actually doing them Um, so There's that and then the other thing is that it really only operates someone who's really attached to their their parent the identity of the parent Really, only uses logic, so they're not going to take any risks. Because remember, like they're trying to, the parent is trying to keep you safe. So um, they only use logic to make decisions. And some decisions, when it comes to creativity, aren't logical. You know, they're very risky. They don't actually make any sense. But your intuition and you know your creatrix will be like, hey, this is what we need to do, or this is what we want to do. And the parent will come in and block that because it's like, oh, it's not safe, or it doesn't make sense right now, or da 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 da. And then bam creative block right there you know um another thing is that the parent structures can often suffocate the child which is the seat of desire and ideas and all of that so again it's like oh that doesn't make sense it's like um it's completely disregarding any ideas that are out of the norm that are that are really outside of the box <laughs> the, that the that the parent has created um and again that's all because what your parents sole concern is keeping you safe So it's going to try to to keep you from taking procedures, come up with all the reasons why you can't, or you shouldn't, um, or the time isn't right, right now, you know, for you to do something that you really, really want to do or that you feel is right. Um, So there's that. And it's really impossible. It's impossible to create anything that's going to transform anything like anything that's really going to satisfy that desire you have to create something big something unique something different something distinct it's really hard to do that without taking any creative risk so if you identify with your parent a lot that's gonna be your biggest um, thing, and the thing is, like, the fear and doubt are the most dangerous um, vices for the parent archetype because it uses it to keep you in your comfort zone, and so you'll feel really fearful and really doubtful around the ideas that you have, um, and the things that you're creating that are your own um, because they've never been created before, and so if you're your parent, you'll be very you you'll be susceptible to that. Um, so. As I said, if you feel you know like the parent is the archetype like the archetype that you identify with the most, let me know in the comments. I'd love to hear from you and what insights and breakthroughs you've had so far from what I shared so far. Now, let's talk about the novice. so the novice realm is the present moment um it's the past and the future don't really exist for the for the novice um only the present moment so It's very like instant um, Like instant gratification like getting what it wants right now. Like that is its primary um, The concern really that's all it wants to focus on one of its primary strengths is collapsing time So it's really good at creating what it wants now as I mentioned earlier We're going to be an episode around time and how it works and what it actually is um, Because it's really important as a creative for you guys to understand it Um, but the novice already understands how time works um and is very good at bending it to its will and leveraging it to create what it is that it wants it is also really amazing at taking risks risks and just kind of saying you know fuck it so that's what it does it's the risky one um it's literally the opposite of the parent archetype that we just talked about it will whatever it wants it goes and it goes for it like it doesn't really Analyze the, like consequences or what's gonna happen. Like it may think about it, but it, but in the end, it's just like a fucking attitude. Or it may not even see like perceived consequences or what may or may not happen based on the decisions that it wants. All it cares about is like what do I want and what do I have to do to get it? I'll do whatever it takes. That's the mentality of the novice. Um, it's also really charming. Um, people in the novice are really charming. They're really good at getting what they want as I said before um, Partially because it has a very high level of confidence. Like people in the novice think they're shit. They have very big heads um, They uh, and they're very good at expressing that confidence um, People are often drawn to the novice Um, it's not it's not in the same way that people are drawn to the child So people are drawn to the child because of its natural curiosity and wonder and like, you know, like it genuinely like wants to learn about people and whatnot whereas the novice you know it really just wants praise so like the novice is also really good at getting attention but from a space of like oh like i want to be praised i want to be i want people to see me as this certain type of person so and people do like people they they have this um this persona that they put on that people can look at and be like, oh my god, this person is so amazing. It's like a charm they turn on, it's a magnetism that they turn on and people are like, oh my god, they're so cool. Um, and people just want to be around them just to be in that energy of like, oh my god, they're so amazing. But the novice, I'm not saying that the novice doesn't care about people, but it's like the novice, like it doesn't, it does, it's not as invested or interested in people. As people are interested in them and even then the interest that people have in them is very surface level and we're gonna go deeper into that later Um, but yeah people are very drawn to the novice they find them really magnetizing very intriguing and unique and whatnot um they as I said they're they're really charming they always seem to create what they want when they want it um and they they have this thing that that makes you feel like they're really special and they think that they're really special too so it's like they have this confidence it's like yeah i'm unique yeah i'm special yeah i'm amazing um and they they also seem to be a natural born leader they're like so anybody who you're like oh you know um they just automatically automatically take charge they have new ideas and they go for them and People just rally behind them to support them. Like you they may be in their novice. Normally people think that the novice has no limits because of its charisma, because of the fact that it always seems to get what it wants when it wants it. Um, so for so for a lot of people like who either identify with this archetype or know people who are in this archetype, they see this person as like, oh my god, like this person has no limits, like they can do anything that they want, anything they put their mind to, which is true. And, you know, there's Something underneath the surface that most people don't realize either about themselves or about people who are in the novice and it's that Everything the novice does is it's very surface level so every relationship it has is surface level all the beautiful things all the magnetizing things you see um the, the novice um like expresses it's all surface level if you're operating from your novice you have an, an identity to your novice and you're doing great work in the world like you could be doing great work in the world and being paid for it but again it all feels very surface level it's not as deeply fulfilling as you want it to be there's always something And there's nothing wrong with that you know like if that's where you want to be that's where you want to be and there are a few shortcomings um with the novice for example it cannot create really deep really intimate relationships it see the way it it, people in their novice usually see people as a means to an end and this is like for people who are really into their novice it's like they see people as a means to an end so it's like you have a role to play in the novice's life and if you're not and like And that creates this one dimensionality to your relationship with them, to your relationship with people. So if you're in an office, like your relationship with people is very one dimensional because you're only available for a certain Um, aspect of that person and not every single aspect of that person and it's also the same for you like you Are there to like play a role for them? So you will and people normally want you to play a role for them because of the way that they see you They only see you as this person and that is who you're supposed to be. So if you show any other side of yourself um, You'll often find that people almost reject you or They don't really want anything to do with you because you're they realize that you're a person and not this like um projection that they created about who you are. And so because of that dynamic, it's really, really hard for people and their novice to create deep intimate relationships because number one, other people like have a projection of who they are who you are, and then it's the same with you. Like you have a projection of who how who other people should be and like that's it. Like there's no space or any more depth or a multi dimensionality. Um, there's also the fact that while you while people and their novice are confident, they're not they don't really have have that deep sense of self of who they are and that deep sense of trust and so because of that the confidence is really only surface level the novice has a lot of things because the novice hasn't fully accepted that it's human um and has limits and has um you know and has uh, different facets of itself that may be positive or negative because it hasn't accepted that um It doesn't actually fully let people in because it's afraid that people will see those facets that it's ashamed of, that it doesn't want other people to see. So a lot of people in their novice, like they're putting on a front. Novice, people in their novice are really bad, can be, can be, can be, not always, but can be bad at um, self-reflecting. I've seen some people in their novice who are really great at self-reflecting, but they take it the other way. Um, and like beat themselves up when they see because the novices novices are very aware of their own imperfections. But some people will either um, deflect, so it's like if you try to point it out, they're like no no no. Or um, if you do get the chance to truly get to know someone in their novice, they will beat the fuck out of themselves. Like it's like there's no that's it. Um. So yeah, the other thing, the other limit that the, the weakness that the novice has is that it creates chaos everywhere it goes. Like, things are just not stable or consistent for people in their are novice. Um, and it cannot be created from someone who is deeply identifying with their novice. And then earlier I mentioned that they're great at creating followers. Like, they're great at having people follow them and, like, just go with what they have to say. But they're actually really bad at leading them. And, again, it's because of the surface level stuff. To lead a person or to lead groups of people. You have to also have a genuine deep connection with them to truly lead them where you where they need to be led. And the novice is really better at creating those connections. Therefore, it's also really bad at relating to To large groups of people so if you know of any leaders that you look up to you're like oh my god they're amazing because a lot of leaders are actually in their novice they're amazing but you find that you're putting them more on a pedestal than you are actually relating to them a lot of times not always because sometimes it's your own projection but a lot of times those people are in their novice and that is the relationship they're creating with their own audiences and their own platforms. Whereas if you have a leader where you feel like you can really approach them and it's like they're very open and welcoming, that person is a leader but may not necessarily be in their novice. It depends. Obviously like there are nuances to all of this because humans are humans and we're multifaceted individuals. Um, But yeah. And the biggest vice that the novice has is shame. So shame can literally cripple all the shame that it has, all the self shame it has boiling up inside of it, like if there's enough of it, or it there's enough added, it will literally cripple the novice. Um, so that is one of its big, biggest weaknesses. So if you identify with the novice, um, go ahead and let me know. Um, there are lots of amazing things that the novice gets to do and create and lots of beauty in being attacked and, and having a, an identity, uh, your identity attached to it. And of course there are limits like all the other archetypes. Last and certainly not least, we have the authority archetype. So the authority's realm is relationships um, and growth. And so the thing about relate the thing you you need to know about relationships is, but we grow by relating to each other. That's literally how we grow, and that is where the authority comes in, um, because that's its primary concern. It's your growth. Whatever helps you, whatever supports your growth, um, whatever it perceives as something that supports your growth is where the authority is going to go. Um, It's also the root of your most powerful body of work. So this is where because that is also how you grow by expressing more and more and more and more of that. So the authority cares about purpose, it cares about growth, it cares about um, your mission and all of that. Like, it's just like, yeah, like, let's change the world. Basically, that's how it sees things. um, That's how it sees things. Um, it's primary strength is creating deep meaningful relationships with people because as I mentioned That's how we as humans grow in ourselves, within ourselves and also in our own work um, a really good example for those of you guys just so you guys can really get this whole growth thing um, with relationships is um, Just with perspective some like I've even noticed it with myself like when I share me sharing this work with you and creating this relationship with you is allowing my work to expand and grow. It's my understanding of it to expand and grow. As you guys like start sharing comments and insights and whatever or like even like start disagreeing with me and all that like everything that you share. That's why I'm so open to it because it allows me to grow in my own body of work. Um, it allows me to see things in ways that I never saw before. Every time I share my work with someone, whether it's with a client or with just any person who's interested in hearing about it, every time I share what I like, they sh- what I have, they share their own perspective, which adds on to my perspective because it things start clicking. You ever feel like you're brainstorming with someone, you're just like in this space, like that's why brainstorming works really well because it's like you have this person that you can just go back and forth with and they have their perspective and you have your perspective and it's just like ah and everything just expands and expands and expands. Um, That's because relationships are here for our own edification and our own growth. And so that is um, the authority's primary strength because the deeper and more meaningful a relationship is, um, the more growth there is to have. Um, And this also includes a deep relationship with yourself. So this is not just about your relationship with other people. The authority is really good at um, bringing the other archetypes together for there to be deep, meaningful relationships between all of them um, and with you and all the other archetypes. Um, the authority um, is what we called the fulfilled one. There is an element of peace, wisdom and sen- serenity that all people in their authority n- usually exhibit. Um, they have a deep, deep level of self-trust and they have they, they seem to have seem to have real compassion for other people. But of course, the the authority has its own weaknesses. And it's that it can have a lot of rigidity and um, attachment to its boundaries. So part of creating deep, meaningful relationships is being able to know what your boundaries are, and what your standards are, and what your expectations are, and all of that. And People who are, who go too far into their authority or who have too much of an ident uh, too much of an attachment to that identity um, have a high sense of righteousness and like this expectation of how things should be, how people should act. How people should be, especially in their space, especially in what they're creating, um, because they're so highly valuable and they have such a deep like understanding of their own value and their own worth and their own level of of like self that they're like, well, this is how things should be, you know, Um, and this is how people should show up um, in relationship to me. And so what ends up happening is that they um, that form of rigidity. Um, doesn't leave much space for things to flow naturally, both in relationships and in life, because again, people are people like they have very different aspects of themselves. And when you have such rigid rules and structures, um, for the way things need to be, um, you aren't able to experience things how they are and the beauty of all of it. So there's definitely a balance that you want to strike, which is the same for all of these archetypes. Um, People with really good relationships, um, who tend to make you feel safe and seen and heard, while in while inspiring you to grow normally in their authority. If you are that person who's usually like really like connecting with people and you really take the time to listen to people and understand them, and you're always like okay like how can like you're always finding ways to like inspire them to grow that's how you think about things you're mo- you definitely have a relationship with your authority um you know people like that usually feel very warm they're very they're incredibly brilliant they're sure of themselves they're committed to their own growth as people as artists as in their work and everything in everything that they're doing um, and they're normally usually expressing like some aspect of their unique body of work. This also depends on how um How deep their relationship with their authority is of course with someone who is in their authority is usually Expressing an aspect of their own body of work um, They also have usually usually have a, a pretty balanced relationship with the other archetypes simply because that it's that's its realm it it can understand Um, uh, and see the other archetypes very deeply and understand how to like manage relationships and boundaries and all that with them. Um, But of course, there's a line as I mentioned because of the rigidity that it has once if if any part of yourself isn't showing up as it should be or if a person in your life isn't showing up as it should be the and you are very attached to the identity of the authority you will start like you will you will actually do like a flip and instead of seeming warm you'll seem really rigid and light. like like All high and mighty and like you have a stick up your ass basically like that's how people are gonna feel They're gonna be like what like first you were super warm and gray But like now that I you know cross this boundary You seem to have a stick up your ass and again, it's not a bad thing It's not like some of you may be listening to this and it's like, okay, well that's normal and it is Um, all of these are normal (laughs) All of these archetypes and their limits and weaknesses are normal And there is a level of flow that isn't, um um, that, that can't happen when you have a stick up your ass. Like, it's just that simple. Um, so yeah, and I will be going much more deeply, deeply into this, um, in other episodes so that you guys can really understand what I mean about the authority. Um, but this is just a brief summary of everything. So if you feel like you, identify with the authority, I'd love to hear it. I don't know, like, I'm just really excited to see um, the ratio of people who, like, identify with their child, or their parent, or the novice, or the authority the most, so flood me with your comments, or DM me, or whatever, email me, whatever it is you want to do, and, like, share with, don't just tell me, you know, what archetype you identify with, you can tell me just that, or you can also let me know, like, how even, like, seeing which archetype you're in um has impacted you so far like just noticing like where you're at and how you show up and what that means like how how it's um broadened your perspective um as I mentioned, this episode was to introduce you to the other archetypes. That way you can gauge exactly where you're at in relationship to them. Like how attached are you? Like how attached are you to a specific identity? How is it, you know, limiting your own creative flow? And how is it expanding your creative flow? How have your strengths really, um, how has it really highlighted certain strengths that you have? Um, the goal is for you to have a deep relationship with each aspect of yourself because they're all aspects of yourself So the goal really is for you to have a very deep relationship with each of them That way you can actually be in the center, which is what I call your creatrix, which is all of them and none of them It's that space of creative flow. That's really what it is where everything in your life the timing of everything everything just seems Well, not just seems is aligned to what it is that you want and what it is that you want to create, and you feel like you're like in that flow, and things just happen with ease, and like you like, and there's like a cohesiveness to everything. Everything is coming together, and you really truly understand that. Um, That way, you're you you remain very stable when you're in your creatrix, and you're able to access all aspects of your creative potential at all times. So in the next episode, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna break down how to um Well, in the next two episodes, I will be breaking down how to strengthen your relationship with each archetype. That way, you can do all the things that I just mentioned. So if you guys have any questions, comments, sassy remarks, um, breakthroughs, whatever, insights, whatever. As I said, feel free to share them. And you can share them in so many ways. Um, You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and message me there. My app is Samoa Blanchett. It's just my full name. Um, Super easy. Um, Or you can email me at Samoa at inktobysamoa.com to learn more. I just want to give you guys a heads up. I do have a newsletter that I am launching um, called the Creatrix Collective. And this is for... Just more insights. Like I have so much more than what I'm sharing in this podcast. It's like I'm already sharing so much in this podcast, but there's so much more like insights that come through, like literally as I go on my day to day that I have to share, and I've created a place for me to share it. So um, my newsletter. It is a paid subscription. Um, you guys can find out more at CreatrixMethod.com at the. Cre- at thecreatrixmethod.com. So just literally look that up and you will find the link to the newsletter. Um, and you guys can sign up and learn more about everything creative mastery and the create, creative consciousness and the creatrix and everything that has to do with creativity and collapsing time and creating what you want and everything in between. So if you guys um, want access to that, just go ahead and check that out. As always, it is a pleasure. I love you guys so much. Bye. Love you guys.